0: This news on money, politics, prophecy, and preparedness. And now your host, the editor-in-chief of ChristianMoney.com and the author of more than 30 books,
1: Jim Paris. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to our guest segment. One of our most popular guests is back with us again, our good friend, L.A. Marzuli. L.A., good to have you with us, sir.
0: Hey, great to be here. Thanks for having me on.
1: You sound a little bit distant. I'm going to try to turn you up on my board a little bit here.
0: Okay, I'm. I'm going to move the phone. I'm on. Uh, I'm on my iPhone in the Santa Monica Mountain, and how does that sound? That
1: sounds better. That sounds really good. Thank you. Okay, great. Yeah. So I want to um, get into um, so many things with you tonight, but I want to start by complimenting you on your new website. I saw. Thank you. I saw your new website. Um, it's not the WordPress site. It's the Marzuli dot net site. Is that right?
0: Right. Right. Yeah, That's and correct. it's
1: it's a whole new design, and I have to tell you that um, it really does you justice because a guy who makes movies and, and all of that, uh, and now you have a website that kind of lives up to that. It's beautiful uh, photography there, and uh, how long has the new website been up?
0: It's been up for about three weeks. There's still some uh, little kinks in it, but we're working on that. And, uh, we're very excited about it. And, uh, lamarzuli.net for your listeners, just go there, check it out. And a lot of cool stuff to see, a lot of neat images, as you mentioned. And that's lamarzuli.net.
1: And then the blog for people who want to follow you every day is lamarzuli.wordpress.com. And then, of course, there's links to all, yeah, links to all of his products, all the videos, all of the books, his upcoming speaking engagements. All of that you'll find at LAMarzuli.wordpress.com. Well, I've spent some time today reading some of your blog posts and all that. And and you're the first guy we've got to ask about this coronavirus. And, you know, I have to tell you, every time I I read the news, it's worse. Uh, Today, the Samsung is closing Uh factories in south korea they have over 600 cases now in in korea alone they say it could be thousands by by a week from now right uh what is happening
0: well in my opinion what we're looking at is matthew 24 when jesus gives us a punch list of items to look for before his return and i think we're in the days that we're actually seeing it. it's earthquakes in diverse places wars and rumors of wars, famines and pestilence. And, you know, when was the last time you went to a church and actually heard a pastor discuss this? Most people, you know, run from that. They don't want to hear that, but that's Jesus's words. It's a punch list of things to look for. It's it, These are items and it, it's a checklist, a punch list. And all these things, wars and rumors of wars, check, earthquakes in diverse places, absolutely happening all over. And, with more frequency and greater magnitude than ever before. And then you start getting the pestilence with the coronavirus. Um, <clears throat> and you look, in World War One, you had, you know, the flu, which killed millions of people. And that was a pandemic. And so the coronavirus has killed, you know, quite a few people. And it's multiplying. We don't know how bad it really is. I think it was uh, concocted in a lab. And I think this thing got out. And, um, you know, but, but the, the interesting part to me is that it ties into biblical prophecy. W- whether it was hatched in a lab or it's something that's natural, we don't know. What's interesting is, if I can jump over here, is the plague of locusts, which started in Africa and have now wound their way or, or found their way into China. <clears throat> and that's, that's a biblical proportion. And, and reading these things where this, this horde of locusts come in, and it, they devour acres in 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 minutes. The entire crop is completely devastated. There's nothing left. And you know we're looking at these things, and this is these are not my words. Uh, maybe it's my interpretation, but you know it's it's our Savior, Jesus, warning us. And you know why? Of all the things he could tell us, why would he give us this punch list? And that's wars and rumors of wars, famines, pestilence earthquakes in diverse places, troublesome times. And the troublesome times is um, when you look at the lawlessness that's happening on a global level, when you've got Democratic candidates who can't really come on the record, I'm speaking specifically of Pete Buttigieg, who really can't decide whether or not if a baby is born alive and the woman doesn't want it, well, I guess it's okay to kill it. I mean, he really... He's not really sure about that yet. I mean, are you kidding me? Seriously? (laughs) So the whole, yeah, the whole Democratic party, in my opinion, has gone so far to the left and they're essentially the party of death. But what we're looking at is, in my opinion, the birth pangs. And Jesus warns us, when you see these things happen, don't despair. This is the good news part of the, the equation. Don't despair. Don't build a bomb shelter. Look up because you know your redemption is coming. In other words, we're going to get raptured out of here. His return is imminent. I'm not a date setter. I don't know how long this thing's going to go before we see something, but I was listening to Pastor John Kilpatrick this morning uh, via the Internet. And what was interesting about this, um, he had a vision on June or, or January 3rd of this year, and, and the Lord told him that darkness was coming, that the days of darkness was coming. But the hope was, because of that, I'm sending my angels, I'm sending my angels to gather my people together, something like that. Hmm. And so in the midst of all this darkness, uh, which, you know, as a watchman, that's what I call out, because that's what's happening. But the good news is, I think that, that look for healing miracles, look for revival, look for salvation, look for good things to come upon the people that are looking to the lord in other words jesus gives us this punch list but then he says you know don't despair don't dwell on the punch list look up that's the mandate look up look to him because he's doing stuff and what he what what is he going to do in the midst of all this utter chaos he's going to bring people into the kingdom he's going to have miracles and signs and wonders from heaven not from a dark side so it's a mixed bag as always we're in the midst of a cosmic war and I think it's ramping up
1: you know I, I had something very interesting happen this afternoon um, I do a lot of promotion on social media for the live show and then of course the show goes out on I think like 30 <laughs> different platforms now we have you know 50,000 or more wow. d- downloads that happen each month of the broadcast um but it was interesting today i posted on social media that you were going to be with us and i have this big giant argument now raging on my facebook page this is amongst (laughs) uh, amongst christians um many of whom are saying we shouldn't even talk about any of this and i've never heard this before and so we we had like we had several people uh, when I, I mentioned, uh, locusts, coronavirus, earthquakes, uh, you know, wars, rumors of wars. L.A. Marzulli is going to be with us tonight. Are we living in the end times? Question mark. So people start weighing in. Uh, one gentleman says, uh, I'm not worried about any of this. We don't even need to talk about any of it. Um, the Lord will take me back, will, will, will rapture me. I won't even be here for any of it. And I, I, I said, so you won't be here to see any prophetic events. And he says, no. I won't see any of it. The Lord will rapture me out. So we have kind of two schools of thought. One is, like you said a minute ago, church is completely ignoring this. And then we have Christians now saying, hey, you know what? We're not going to see any of this. And and I replied to him. I said, look, I've seen just the reestablishment of Israel as a nation. I've lived to see sure. that. So sure. I, I wasn't raptured, you know, the day that Israel was reestablished as an as a nation. What is this idea? And I've never asked you whether you're pre-trib, mid-trib or, 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 or post-trib, you know, not that that's super important, but either we're not talking about this at all, or it seems like now the, the general thought is, Hey, it do- none of this matters because the Lord's just going to rapture us away before any of these events even take place.
0: And, and that to me is is a, a complete and utter cop out. And the analogy I use and I've used this in conferences is it's the fourth quarter of a football game because that's something everyone knows culturally in America, okay? Fourth quarter we've got thirty seconds up on the clock. We're down by three points, but the ball is on the ten yard line of the opposing team. <clears throat> we've got a couple of plays you can play here and we go back into the huddle and we're bruised and we're dirty and we're sweaty and we're exhausted, but we're Dang it, we're on a 10-yard line. We can carry, somehow we can make a touchdown and win the game, right? And we go back into the huddle, and we're all there, and we're sitting there with a quarterback, and the quarterback goes, you know, guys, I really can't wait till the game's over because I'm going to go out with the head cheerleader and get a burger and a shake. (laughs) And we sit there and go, what? (laughs) What? And that's where we are. We're on the 10-yard line. I'm looking up. I get that. But my focus is on the destroy the works of the enemy. That's what my focus is on, you know, to to expose the deception of the prince of the power of the air and the herald of return of the king, Jesus, and the wind is as many souls as you possibly can in this hour. That's what we should be doing. We need to engage. We need to call out what's going on and then engage and and, and preach the gospel and talk about the good news. You know, the whole rapture thing, I get it. I'm I'm pre-trib. I can't wait. But I'm not looking at that. I'm in a game. I'm on the ten yard line, okay? And I'm at, I'm back in that huddle, and all I'm thinking about: how do we carry this ball and win the game? I'm not thinking about the hamburger and going out with the head cheerleader. Yeah. It, in it, other it, words, my focus isn't on getting out of here. My focus is on how can we impact people? How can we save souls? How can we spread the good news of a gospel? You know, and and where is the Lord in all this? <clears throat> because I really believe that there's, gonna, there's, we're in the process of a revival. It hasn't happened yet, but I think it's going to happen, where we're going to see signs and wonders and people healed and miracles. I mean, that's, that's what I want to see. I want to see people healed, not only of disease, but just like of all sorts of emotional stuff. I mean, that's that's the kingdom. That's the kingdom. So it, it it's a dual perspective. On one hand, my ministry is to call out the deception of the prince of the power of the air. I get that and we do that constantly like <clears throat> the whole UFO phenomenon and sasquatch and bigfoot and you know dogman and 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 entities and all this stuff that's what we do but then we herald the herald the king talking about the return of the king so it it's 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 a dual focus cuz you can't have one without the other it's like okay this is what the enemy's doing but what let's watch what god is about to do to counter that cuz it's always a move counter move move counter move so I think with all due respect to your the guy that wrote you, I think it's a very myopic view and a very closed view, a very selfish view of what's happening. This should what, what we see unfolding right in front of us should light a fire in every single born-again spiritual Christian on this planet to go out and share the gospel. If you're at the gas pump, my gosh, open your mouth and say something. If you're in line at the market, you can go, hey, you know, that? how about that, that, that plague of locusts? You know, do you think it has anything to do with maybe end-time prophecy? Why not, you know, why not come out with a line like that? What do you got to lose?
1: Yeah. You guys are going to shut yeah, you so, down? And one of or, the, maybe, uh, or maybe he will listen. One of the other comments was about evangelism, but they, they said it in this context. They said, uh, basically, don't look at any of the uh, prophetic events, like ignore all of that because our focus should be on the gospel and sharing the good news and evangelism. And, and, you know, my, my response to that was, yeah. And this is, this creates the season for that. I mean, if, if you can, if you can't use Bible prophecy and all these events that are happening around the world to be able to get someone's attention to say, Hey, there's something bigger than you going on. I mean, if you're going to just totally ignore all of that and not incorporate that into your evangelism, I mean, to me, that's a missed opportunity. And I think this is all of these. These things happening, in my opinion, have one common theme, which is to get people's attention so that we do have a chance to evangelize before the return of Christ.
0: Amen to that. I'm right there with you.
1: And so, you know, it is a conundrum, though, because as you said a moment ago, A lot of churches, I mean, we're not even talking about the UFO topic, which you and I have talked about many times before and how churches don't want to go there. But we have churches today who don't even want to go and crack open the book of Thessalonians or the book of Revelation. They they don't want to talk about Bible prophecy. They want to talk about the building fund for next year's new building. And they want to talk (laughs) about, you know, the, the, the potluck dinner coming up next Sunday night. And all of that is fine. But, but there's some big things going on that the church today seems to be ignoring, especially when you get into the, uh, you know, these mega churches. They, they don't want to talk about any of this.
0: What I find interesting, and, and this is, you know, the words of our Savior, so don't take it up with me. Take it up with Jesus. But the Lord tells us that in the latter days, and I'm kind of paraphrasing here, the church, they will have a form of religion but deny its power. And that's what we see. We see this ceremony where people go in, people go out. And in many places, the Holy Spirit really has no room to do anything. And and certainly leadership won't allow it. And if something does happen, it's like, whoa, what is this? Most people don't even know how to deal with it. So we've lost that first century uh, Church of Acts, you know, that we see in, in the Book of Acts, where the Church gets together and things happen and miracles take place. And the spirit of a living God shows up and really runs the meeting. We have, we have a form of religion today, but we deny its power. When was the last time, you know, in any church? And I'm just speaking to to your listeners, you know, you go to church. Well, how much, how much corporate prayer did you have in your service? 30 seconds, maybe a minute. So you've got all these believers that, you know, are that, and many of them are very strong in the Lord. And they're meeting there all together, and how much corporate prayer—30 seconds, a minute. Why not target the crack house? Why not target the pornography? Why not target the drug trade? Why not target—you know—just basically the drugs and 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 in the schools and everything else in the community that that they could that that church could be doing, you know, actively every single Sunday morning, because you've got all these believers together. And, you know, the men are sitting there going like, well, I'm just sitting here doing nothing. What am I supposed to do? And some of these guys and some of these women are are major prayer warriors, and they know what's going on. But they they don't engage, and and it's a show, a form of religion, but denying its power. When was the last time the church, and I'm speaking to your listeners, just sat in silence and waited on the spirit of a living God? When was the last time that happened? When was the last time any of your listeners actually experienced that? Where people just sat still and in silence and waited for the Spirit of a Living God to move. And he will move if you wait on him. I've seen it. I know what it's like. And and that's what I want to see in the churches. That's not that's revival, but it's also reformation. It's it's taking us from the status quo, which in my opinion is incredibly mediocre, and moving us into the kingdom. What the Lord wants to do in these end times, which is to bust the gates open, to to bust the gates of hell, you know, completely completely down, to take back the ground and to proclaim the claim to proclaim the kingdom of God. That's what he wants to do. But you gotta have people that see that and have that vision and want it. So it it's twofold. We have to understand the times that we're living in. And that's why Jesus warns us in Matthew twenty four, um, and, and, and Luke and in Mark the Synoptic Gospel specifically the same thing, the wars and rumors of wars. He gives us that punch list. So when we're in that period of time, then he says, Look up. So it it it's a twofold sword, as it were, double edged sword, you know, it however whatever knowledge you want to use, but we understand the times we're living in, and then we can war against it. Then we can push back against the enemy, take back the ground, proclaim the kingdom.
1: LA, I don't know if you have um, read this bizarre story that there is a cult in South Korea, and this cult mm. has a leader who claims to be the reincarnation of Jesus Christ and he has thousands upon thousands of followers. Now, I was in I was in Korea um a year and a half ago, South Korea, and it's a very Christian nation. A lot of people don't know that, but most people there are, you know, legitimate evangelical born again Christians. Uh notwithstanding the fact that they have Buddhism and other things going on there, but uh this outbreak of the coronavirus, they're saying is connected directly to this cult and to this guy who claims he is the reincarnation of jesus christ and there there's now they haven't said this but there seems to be the implication that they may be involved with like deliberately spreading this and this would not be new for a cult to try and cause some type of a major cause of death to sort of in their minds uh sort of bring the second coming uh or the end times uh, closer Uh, what do you think about this
0: What's interesting is, is there's a guy in Russia, um, who basically claims to be the same thing. I mean, there is, it, it, isn't it interesting in that same passage in Matthew 24, Jesus warns us, many will come in my name and proclaim I am the Christ. I mean, for him to say that two years ago, before any of this, as we know, as, as Christendom is even, (laughs) he's even birthed is, is amazing. And he's calling out again with great specificity exactly what will happen. And what we see is that these, these guys in Korea, in, in, in Russia, this one guy is doing exactly the same thing. In Miami, Florida, is another guy. In Brazil, is another guy. I actually um, have presented some of this um, at conferences. And this fulfills that prophecy. Many will come in my name and say that I am the Messiah. And so these are obviously false Christs, all of them. And they're being fueled demonically. They have a demonic spirit. They've, they've got a familiar spirit with them. They've got power from that spirit. And um, they you'll also find a lot of sexual deviance. You'll find a lot of sexual perversion. You'll find that the, the leader has got multiple partners, I guarantee it. It happens over and over and over again. So this is an, yet another sign that we're living in the end times, which really should light a fire in all of your listeners. I mean, you know, talk to your coworker, talk to your teacher, talk to your, you know, your, your, your colleagues, whoever. Start, you know, start a conversation. And, and maybe you do it in a way that's non religious. You know, maybe you do it in a way that's under the radar. You know, you say something like, you know, have you heard about that plague of locusts? Wow, what do you think about that? you, you hear anything about that? And you wait to hear the response. And then maybe you take a next step where you talk about, you know, are you maybe the next day you go, the rise of earthquakes is exponential. And not only the frequency, but they've gone from like, you know, 4.5 on the Richter scale to 6, 7, 8, and even 9 in some cases. And again, that that echoes the words of prophecy by Jesus himself 2,000 years ago. Earthquakes in diverse places. Which is exactly what
1: we're seeing. And these these locusts, for people that have not seen um, the the visual of this, uh, one story I read that the the swarm of locusts, which was in the millions upon millions, which could not even be counted, the the swarm was 35 miles wide by 25 miles deep. They sent an army. To try and deal with the locust, it did no good. The only thing I guess that can stop the locust are ducks. So they're bringing in these certain kinds of yeah, but, ducks, yeah, which
0: the Chinese uh, bring only ducks. <laughs> yes, like
1: yeah. well, the Aflac duck is going to take know on. How that
0: worked out. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Now, now I'm on I'm on your uh, website lamarzuli.wordpress.com and I see that you have a brand new post up here, an interview with Russ. Dizdar, and I want you to talk about him for a little bit because this is an interesting guy. He was, as I understand it, a former police chapman, uh, chaplain, and he is uh, really an expert on satanic and, and occult crimes. Uh, give us a, like a little teaser on that interview that you did, and we want to encourage people to go to lamarzuli.wordpress.com and actually watch that entire interview.
0: Well, Russ and I have been battle buddies, even at like, I don't know, 70, 80 conferences in the last 10 years together. And uh, Russ looks at the whole um, MKUltra, the SRA, all that. And he's been directly involved in that. And the reason why we're doing the Nephilim Again conference, which is in Ohio, which is actually coming up at the end of March, uh, NephilimAgain.com, NephilimAgain.com. Russ will be there, Chief Joseph Riverwind. Uh, Drew Gaffey will be there, and of course myself, and we'll be speaking for a couple of days. Lots of information, and then on Sunday I'll take the entire um, people out to the Great Circle Mound, and I'll lecture at the Circle Mound in Ohio. That Circle Mound uh, is 1,200 feet in diameter. It's got a, a a moat all the way around it. It's unbelievable, and if you've never been there, it, it'll blow your mind. And we're, we're go- so we'll go out there on Sunday. But Russ. Russ and I have done have, have been at many conferences together, and we're putting on the Nephilim Again conference uh, jointly. And, you know, what's amazing about all this, Russ looks at all this, the, the artificial intelligence, the rise of the Nephilim, the Nazi backbreeding in Lebensborn, um, the Hall of the Dead in Labensborn Castle. And Russ has been to that place, and he's actually prayed over it. Um, he's one of the most godly men, Uh, definitely anointed, and he'll spend hours with people, praying with people. And when we were at Branson last year, at Steve Quell's conference, we did the same thing. And it doesn't happen to me at every conference, but at Branson, when I got off the stage, uh, we prayed for people um, basically the rest of the weekend. I mean, the line was never ending because so many people are broken. And, and, you know, I, I can't remember anything I really prayed. I only remember that person after person after person came up and we prayed for them and stuff was broken off and that's what russ does and that's what we'll do at the nephilim again conference uh, there'll be a time of prayer and intercession where people will come up and uh you know warfare prayer and we'll just see what the lord wants to do and and uh, that's what's exciting about these conferences on the other hand with, with the speaker lineup that we have, we'll be presenting lots of information, which exposes the deception of the prince of the power of the air, which is our mission statement here. And we show that this, this ongoing cosmic war has been, you know, happening on this planet literally for thousands of years. And we think it's, it's, it's moving into a head, which of course, you know, this is an end time prophecy matthew 24 luke 13 i mean it's all it's it's like right in our faces and so you know I'm, I'm excited about the conference it's always great to meet the folks it's always wonderful it's a privilege and it's an honor to minister to people but what i love to do is arm the people arm the body of christ with by exposing what's happening tell them what's happening show them with the videos and and, and just just all the information that we have. So people walk out of these conferences, and, and they're armed. They understand what's going on. They're awakened to a greater reality of not only what the enemy is planning, because unless we understand what the enemy is planning and what the enemy is about to do, we can't possibly strategize. And then we can counteract that and then go even further. Then we'll see what, what the Lord wants to do to counteract that and it's just, it's amazing to see. It's amazing to see the Lord work through all these conferences.
1: Well, and a lot of people, when you talk about the occult and you talk about witchcraft and the dark arts and Satanism, <laughs> they think it's like a fun little story around the campfire, like this isn't real stuff. And, and I was at the, no, uh, I was at Barnes and Noble the other day, and they have a section now. Do You have the Christian book section, and then there is the witchcraft Book section, right? I mean, this is not a game. Just as you talked about earlier, that that in in the end times, spiritual things are going to become more powerful and prevalent on both sides of the spectrum. Not just you know on our side of the spectrum, but also the dark side of things is going to get more powerful and prevalent as well.
0: Well, it is. I mean, I I remember in a store a couple of years ago um, around Christmas time. And there's all these Harry Potter, uh, just displays and with video, and, and you can get this and that. I mean, that is witchcraft. Uh, I'm, you know, we, we can bag on Harry Potter so the cows come home, but the bottom line is it's a doorway into witchcraft. And so, you know, the church, for the most part, likes to hide behind the four walls of itself and never venture out and never see what's going on. And, and in my opinion, you know, the Lord's raised me up as a watchman which is something I didn't volunteer for, but here we are. And what I find interesting is what we what we try to do here is to expose the deception of the Prince of the Power of the Air. And as you know, I've been talking about UFOs for 30 years. And well, I was scoffed at, laughed at, and that's okay. But that was my job, and that's what I did as a watchman. And now it's gone mainstream. It's gone mainstream. It's on Fox News. Every four to six weeks. And yet the church still, for the for the most part, won't really deal with it. Won't really openly talk about it. And yet, every Friday night on Ancient Aliens, millions of people tune in. The youth and, and, and folks, you know, those of you that are listening, your kids and your grandkids are more than likely watching Ancient Aliens. And they're being indoctrinated into a false gospel. And so... As a watchman, I point out what's going on and then, you know, pray about that and then push back with the spirit of the Lord, which is what we do because this whole UFO thing is becoming great deception and it's, and it's here. It's in our face. It's, 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 it's not, we're not talking coast to coast on, you know, George Norey and, and all. We're not talking that. We're talking Fox News, CNN, MSNBC. It's everywhere. This whole UFO thing. Especially with the Nimitz and the whole, which happened, you know, over a decade ago, old news. But I, I just, you know, we're up here in, in our in our burnt-out um, house, actually, on the grounds. I'm speaking to you from what we call topside, which is one of my favorite places to be on the planet. The day of the fire, uh, a neighbor of mine about a half a mile away snapped a picture. There was a UFO directly hovering over our property and we've got another witness who saw the same thing so we've wow. got two witnesses the ufo right over here the day of the fire so nothing had burned yet but the fire was raging all around us and there was a ufo literally directly over our house and i've got the picture of it and i'll be posting that soon
1: i'm sure you know derek gilbert he was with us last week sure and he has a book exactly. out sure. about the nephilim and he gave you all kinds of credit uh, as being the person that introduced him to all of this by way of uh, first he heard of it. He said he went down to a a bookstore or not a bookstore a library in St. Louis and, and, and found your book uh, on the Nephilim trilogy. And that's how he got started. And now he has a book out, uh, which was fascinating uh, about the Nephilim. So this is not just L.A. Marzulli. There's a lot of people talking about uh, all of this. I wanted to get your thoughts before we run out of time on what's happening uh, politically. It's starting to look like as of the Nevada primary, and then we're going to have South Carolina next Saturday, and then the following Tuesday is Super Tuesday, and they're saying that uh, this whole thing's going to be over in like a week and a half, and it looks like Bernie Sanders, it's his to lose, and we've got a guy who took his honeymoon in the Soviet Union who uh, is a fan of Castro and communism and everything else, uh, wants everything to be free, and uh, America's young people are all on board with us going down this road. It's, it's horrifying.
0: You know, I remember when I was a kid, and Khrushchev was, uh, you know, the, the head of the Ruskies, and he said, we will bury you, and he banged his shoe at the UN and all this other nonsense. And what we have to realize is, is our children have been indoctrinated by the school system, by the college, you know, college professors who are, you know, overwhelmingly on the left. The Democratic party and John, I'm echoing the words of John Kilpatrick, but they're also my own words because John Kilpatrick stood up today at his pulpit. He said, we're getting to the point where, you know, if you vote for this other party, you're voting for the party of death. And I completely concur with his words. The Democratic Party stands for nothing other than kill as many babies as possible, tax us into absolute oblivion, and it's gone so far left that it's not even socialism anymore, it's communism. And the young people have no clue as to what they're you know clapping when Bernie Sanders gets up there. Uh, in my opinion, Bernie Sanders is the most dangerous man in America. Uh, for your listeners, you got to understand that, you know, our president isn't perfect, but none of us are either. And Trump is pushing back against the, the deep state, which has been entrenched in this nation since World War II, which is a three-hour conversation, where it gets into Operation Paperclip and the Nazis and what they came in with and what's really in control of this country and the JFK assassination and the whole deal after that. And... You know, we look at the FISA warrants, the illegal FISA warrants, which were conjured up by the by the DNC and Hillary Rodham Clinton, all that stuff. The, the so-called p the, the Russian collusion hoax, all this has been concocted by the deep state. And the country is at a point where um, the Democrats can't decide whether if a, if a baby is born alive, should we kill it? Is it okay to kill it? Should we, should we allow it to live? Well, it's really not human yet. I mean, this is where we are. This is how far down the rails these guys are. And they are the party of death. They are the party of death. There's just, there's just no way around it. Dick Morris. And it, so all I'm I, sorry, go ahead. I, no, all, all I can say is that, you know, the political landscape is, is being driven by the ideology of the left, which is anti-God, anti-Constitution. And really, you know, anti-American. I mean, you know, you say those things and, oh, my gosh, but it's true. That's exactly what's going on. They are the party of death. The the fact that we've got more people on opioids because of the southern border. Mexico is run by the drug cartels. It is literally run by the drug cartels. End of story. And the drug cartels are poisoning and killing our own citizens. And yet the Democrats won't allow a, a border wall. We need a border wall. End of story. End of story. We need that wall to keep the poison from killing, you know, thousands of Americans every year. It's thousands of Americans. More, more, more Americans are killed by drug overdoses than they are by terrorism. That's and we and how far go. left has so, the,
1: the Democratic Party gone? You've got Chris Matthews and James Carville both panicking that they can't believe how far left it's, it's, it's. It's turned, And then there was this story today, Dick Morris, who, of course, uh, goes all the way back to Arkansas days as a wingman for the Clintons. He has a a, he has a theory that he is talking about today that somehow that uh, because the vote's going to be split up among these four or five people that are staying in the race, that there's not going to (laughs) be there's not going to be a winner, uh, a clear winner that has enough votes to the convention floor. And here comes Hillary. The the anybody it. it's it's open That's for it. anybody. We go again. And then Hillary <laughs> takes takes it all. And I I'm thinking to myself, this is this is a movie script. This is House of Cards. I mean, this it is cuz really cuz yeah. I've been saying for months Hillary's lurking. She's coming in and maybe maybe it's he's right. right. Maybe this is how she's going to do it.
0: You know, the bottom line is
1: if, if if Bernie
0: Sanders somehow gets the nomination, which I don't think will happen, I think a Democratic Party will somehow yank it, or or do some funny business like they did in the 2016 election. The bottom line is this: that Americans, thinking fair-minded Americans, do not want a communist, you know, in the White House. That's never going to happen. It's just never going to happen. So, as Christians, we need to push back. Is Trump perfect? No, he's not perfect. But neither am I. Neither are you, all you listeners. But Trump stands for the Constitution the Constitution. He stands for pro-life. He stands with Israel. Unlike all the other presidents, he moved the embassy down into Jerusalem. Unprecedented. Look at the economy. Look what he's done. In spite of, I mean, I, I wrote a blog about this, Jim, a couple of weeks ago. If, if any of your listeners had to endure what Trump has endured in three years, you would have folded a long time ago. I mean this man has been absolutely ridiculed, lambasted, cursed, mocked, ridiculed in every possible way you can imagine and his entire family. And much of it is absolute nonsense. I mean the whole Russian collusion thing is is just nonsense. The whole thing with Adam Schiff and and what you know the impeachment thing is total nonsense and he's come through all that and he's somber and it and it's made him I think um more more resolved than ever to make America great again. And that's that's what he's doing. That's what he wants to do. And I think I think this process has changed him and made him and and actually drawn him closer to the Lord in ways that we might not even understand because at three o'clock in the morning, I'm sure, the Lord is waking him up and doing things with him. You know, so I, we need to pray for our think, president. We need to pray for our country.
1: I think the comparison to David is a great comparison. Our pastor today talked about David and the the the, the theme of our message was don't be defined by your failures and talked about David and Bathsheba and Uriah and that whole right. thing. And, right. Uh, right. you know, here's a guy who was, uh, you know, the, the biggest legend n- name in, in biblical history. And then he does this stupid terrible thing. Um, but he, went. he went forward and, and, and this is, you know, the same thing with Trump, like you said, with me, with you, none of us are perfect, but when you look at the fire that this man has, has gone through, not only threatening to put him in jail, impeach him, put his family members in jail. I mean, and and now, now they're back again saying that, uh, some yeah. intelligence briefing a couple of days ago that, well, it's the Russians are going to help him win. And that's the new story CNN <laughs> is now spreading. It's like, wait Here a minute, we go. that didn't work. Yeah. So we're going to go back to that again, but uh, we're out of time, but I want to give you the last minute or two. Tell us all about your upcoming events, new books, new videos, your website address, uh, take a minute or two and, and promote. well I, First
0: of all, just thank you. So My wife is going Number four, number four. We've got a new <laughs> video coming out in our Amitrail of a Nephilim series, and it's called America Stonehands, the, the Canaanite Connection. And it's absolutely profound what we discovered uh, in New Hampshire, right in the United States, in New Hampshire, at what's called America's Hands. It's a 4,000-year-old site, and it's part one, and there's a stone there. We call it the Ball Stone, and that stone was found on the site, and the, the the ancient Phoenician handwriting on the stone says, to Baal of the Canaanites, the entire site in New Hampshire was dedicated 4,000 years ago to the Phoenician god Baal, which is absolutely unbelievable. It rewrites history. It is a Nephilim site. And once again, what we're trying to do with all this is to expose the deception of the Prince of Power of the Air. We're showing that there's a hidden history that's been deliberately obfuscated from the peoples of the world. That's coming out soon. You can go and pre-order it at lamarzulli.net, lamarzulli.net, Nephilim again conference um, at the end of March, and I'll also be in Dallas at the Hear the Watchman conference uh, coming up uh, actually in, uh, what is it, two weeks, yeah, two weeks from now.
1: And check out the beautiful new website, LAMarzuli.net, and then the blog, And all of the products and and events and all of that coming up, lamarzuli.wordpress.com. L.A. Marzuli, my friend, good to have you back with us. We hope you'll visit again soon. We'll have our producer. Honor uh, is all mine. Get you in a few weeks again. And uh, there's always something uh, great to talk about. God bless her.
0: God bless you. Uh,
1: Exciting days that we're living in and so great to have our friend L.A. Marzuli with us to help us break it down and make sense of what's happening in the current Bible prophecy landscape. Hey, I hope you had a great time listening tonight. We always want to hear from you. The email is jim at christianmoney.com, the website christianmoney.com. Remember, if it's Sunday night, it's Jim Paris Live. We'll talk to you next time. So long, everybody. (laughs)